that what the Lord's put on my heart today is that, you know, Joe had been preaching. I'm jumping all over this place, but, but he had been preaching on, on basically salvation. And, and, but it, there's more than that. It's, deep, it's deeper than that. And, and he's called us to do even more in the Lord. But last week as I was down at Carthage, uh, the Lord really hit me that there's many in here that are called. Well, actually, all of you are called into the ministry, whether it's inside, outside, but, but you're called in the house of God to do things. And, but, but it all stems around the, the idea of today, the Lord put on my heart that we need to level up in the Lord. And that's the title of the message today. Wherever you're at with the Lord, with the Lord, level up in him. And a lot of us can't understand that today. Uh, so I'll show you, and ladies, I know I'm jumping around, but that's okay. But, but years ago when I was teaching youth, I uh, wanted to connect with the youth. So I started, I uh, uh, heard they were playing a game called Clash of Clans. And if you want to put that slide up, but, 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 but the, the, the deal of the, the, the whole thing is, is this is the lowest level of the Clash of the Clans. And anyway, as we began to plan this, this has been probably 10 years ago because I'm finding out it was back in Taylor and Joshua's group uh, uh, and Lucas and that age. But, but this is where we would start out in this game. And we would level up to base two, leveled up to base three, level up to base four until the base that I'm at today is, next slide is 14. And I don't say this to, to uh, I'm not pushing this game. I'm saying this to make a point here is you've seen where I was and where I've come. And you see in this that, that it's went from this to this. And that's what the Lord put on my heart of all things when I was praying the other day and said, Lord, give me an illustration. The Lord said, show them that because I want them to level up in Jesus Christ. I want them to move on in Jesus Christ. It's more than salvation. And, and a lot of us think we get saved and we're done. And I go into Sunday school today and I'm blown away because they're teaching almost the same thing. Uh, man, they weren't saying level up, but they're saying you are the church. And it's more than salvation. And as I went to bed last night, the Lord began to dump something more on me to the point that I thought, oh no, I need to preach this, Lord. But, but he said it's not only salvation, but it's baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I can, I can give you a hundred scriptures on that. And that's what he took me through last night. But it's leveling up is, is also, that's all great and they're all good. We need them all. But leveling up is walking in deliverance. And the Lord is telling me there's people in here, to be honest with you. Uh, he pointed out a couple of you today and I've already prayed for you. But, but God has called you to be delivered of something and, and you haven't done it yet. Whether you don't realize you can do it. Or, or, or you don't want to let go, but, but God wants us to level up and be set free of the things that entangle us. And then the next thing is the, the healing. God wants to heal us. But God not only wants to heal us physically, but spiritually of the pains and the hurts in our lives. And so we see this, this thing is a lot more than, than salvation. When it's the base, it's the main thing. It's the most, probably the most important, but all these are important too. But it also moves in that God wants us to live righteous. Amen. And this world does not want to live righteous. If, if you want to know the truth, I'm battled all the time that, that thought, well, you're getting to be an old fogey. Because it's really, you're righteous and I don't want to be there. And a lot of people call us old fogies or say that we're out of touch because they don't want to level up to the righteousness that God's called them to. 
And we need to, to, to call up and raise up into righteousness because Jesus tore the veil. He tore the veil so that we could experience the totality of him. And then not last, and for sure not least, but, but the teaching of Jesus, obeying it, and, 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 and discipling in it, and growing in it, so that our base goes from that, that little base at the start that is awesome, but, but matures into a, a, a spectacular base in Jesus Christ. And again, I know it's not by works, but if we love God and we love something, if we love God like our video games, we will level up. Didn't get any amens over that. I didn't want to bring up Call of Duty, but I know about half of you probably do that in here. Uh, there's another one that I can't remember now that I know a lot of people do, and I don't do those, but, but all games, all life causes us to level up. Uh, for the old timers, Monopoly causes you to level up. When mom used to play Monopoly, if I didn't level up, she spanked me and put me to bed. No, I'm kidding. She didn't do that. She's a sweet thing. I love my mommy. She's the only one I got. Actually, I got a lot of mommies. But, but God wants us to level up in him and his righteousness and his teachings and all that he's about. And I had a lot of scriptures today that I wanted to share, but I'm going to, I was in Abraham or uh, Genesis 22, but I changed to Romans 12, one through eight, but it's so generic. And I'm going to really expand on it tonight at Carthage. If you want to come out and join, uh, really dive into the Romans 12, one through eight at Carthage. But I read it to you today and I read from the ESV and it says here, and this is Paul talking, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. You guys realize that when we come in today, we're, we came to worship the Lord and, and we come to let him do all these things in our life that we just talked about. He goes on to say not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect? Is that, is that our desire today? Is to know what is good and acceptable and perfect to my Lord Jesus? Is that my desire not only at worship to find out what is good, acceptable, and perfect for Jesus in my life, but, but each day when I get out of bed? For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned him. And all I want to say there is God has given you enough faith to accomplish what he's called you to accomplish. Well, I don't have faith, Pastor. Yeah, you do. You do. But also, if you want to dip into three, it's talking about pride. We need to get the pride out of the way so that we can be what God's called us to be. We all think we're all that. Uh, I can tell you straight up, the older I get, and especially in the ministry, the less I think I know. Because Jesus is so awesome. And I want to know more about him. I know I can't do it without him. Verse 4, for as in one body we are many members. And the members do not have all the same functions. So here we're going, we're wanting to please God. We're wanting to discern what is good, what is acceptable and perfect to him. But we're going to do that by operating in our spiritual gifts. Again, salvation is awesome. 
But we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that we can operate in the giftings and callings that God has given us. And then he goes in to list some of them. And you can read more in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 or 12. And you can read more in Ephesians chapter 5. And, and again, we'll read some here. And there's more throughout the scripture. But verse 5, so we though are many are one body in Christ and individual members or individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Are you using them today? Are you using your gifts and your callings? If you're not, you need to level up. If it's prophecy, in proportion to your faith. If it's serving, in our serving. You guys see in proportion to your faith there, it, never, it just jumped out at me now. But, but a lot of times, well, God's given me the gift. There's, there's people in this church that tell me they had to get the prophecy but aren't comfortable just speaking it out to the body. Well, where are you at in your faith? Write it down and give it to somebody. And, and the Lord's a gentleman. And as you move out in your faith in prophecy, you'll get more bolder and more excited about what God's given you. And your faith grows even stronger to the point that you'll get up some Sunday and give a prophecy over the church. And so God, he loves us. He's not going to throw us to the dogs. If serving and serving, if service, excuse me, and serving, we do a good job at that. The one who teaches in his teaching, we shouldn't fumble around looking for Sunday school teachers, guys, or Wednesday night teachers. And, and I'll just throw this out here. Where's our men? Just throw it out there. I'm looking straight up there, so I'm not looking at any men. But where, oh, sorry, Robert, I'm not looking at you now either. <laughs> They're like, but where's our men? Where's our men? You know, I've already texted a Sunday school or a teacher and said, where's our men? We need to pray them in. And again, not that men are any better than women, but God's called us all. God has called us all. If it's one that exhorts in his exhortations, Man, the, the body needs that. Man, people need to be lifted up. People are already beat down enough. We need exhorters, and all of us can operate in that gift. If it contributes, uh, for the one who contributes in generosity, man, give. Uh, guys, money is usually what keeps us from doing a lot of things we feel we need to be doing. And God's called a lot of you to give above your tithe and offerings. The one who leads... Lead with zeal. The one that, that, who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So anyway, level up. Father, you've heard the word today. They've heard the word. Lord, you wrote the word through your people. And Father, let us uh, worship it. Let us discern what is good, pleasing, and acceptable from it in our lives. And Father, cause us to level up in who we are. In Jesus' name. There's three areas that I believe God's called us to level up in. And I'm going to skip down to Abraham and talk about him. But, but three areas that, that Abraham leveled up in. And, and, and again, there's, you could probably name a lot more. But I'm just trying to show you that how God would deal with him, he would increase in his faith. 
And, and I want to show you that with him, but it's things that, that we can do as believers today. Three ways believers can level up into God's calling for us. Level one is a call to separate from this world. In Abraham's case, it was a call to separate from his family, his people. And the Lord said in Genesis 12, 1, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your kindred, and your father's house to the land I will show you. And so he asked him to separate from his family, from his friends. God has called the believers, and again, this to me is the, the first act of faith, and it could be salvation, but again, I think a lot of us are stuck at salvation. And, but at salvation, God has called us to not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. God is calling some of us to cut ties with the world that are hindering our walk with Jesus. As we discern and, and, and we meditate on the things, what is good, what is acceptable and pleasing to God, he will tell you there's some ties that maybe you need to cut off in your walk with him. We see that with lots of people. I was blessed last week as the baptism, and I think it's on slide nines, but, but these four made decisions to separate from the world. And we see in order there, Javier, Maria, Uriel, and then Maya, or Maya, but, but these kids received, or these adults and kids received Jesus. But Maria really blesses me because if you guys don't remember, she came up and gave her life totally to Jesus right here a few months ago. And, and anyway, she said that, you know, I've, I've been a believer. I've accepted Jesus, but I haven't completely given my life to him. And she, not, she hadn't even been baptized before. And so she had made this step, but didn't even take and walk in the step of obedience of baptism. And so she made that decision that, to do that, to level up into cutting the ties of what everybody will think or whatever was causing her not to move forward into a closer relationship with Jesus. And what blesses me is that there are two girls or the twins behind me. And the two girls have been touched through one camp and through different areas, and they too had received Christ and were baptized. And then all of you know Javier, he's been with us from the get-go. But again, he, God called him to level up in baptism last week. And again, these are little things, but, but things that, that we need to do to build God's kingdom in us. It's more than salvation. It's baptism in the Holy Spirit, deliverance, healing, living for righteousness, and obeying and teaching. And guys, you, you, all these things, uh, you know, there's different times in my life that, you know, I've, I've been saved, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I think I've cut the ties of the world, but the Lord will come in and say, you need to watch it here. Lately, I've had trouble getting in the flesh a little bit in some areas. And the Lord's tapped me on the shoulder and saying, don't let the world overcome you here. And so when you don't know what to do, Jesus, Jesus. So we move on and, and but Jesus overcame sin. And this was in the Sunday school class today when we read from Romans 8, 3, but the Amplified said, uh, God condemned sin, meaning through Jesus, he subdued it. He overcame it. He deprived of it of his power all of it would accept the sacrifice. And I think a lot of times we don't separate or clip that, that tie to the world because we don't think we can do it. We don't think we can make that step. And so we hang on to that tie that drags us down when Jesus 
has power and authority over all things. If he's called you to do it, he'll see you through. And we need to remember that today. So how is God calling you to separate from the world today? I don't care how young or low, old you are in your faith. We need to examine ourselves daily and to see what God's called us to do. Level two, a call to trust God for his promises. Abraham had to learn how to trust God and his promises. Do you guys realize that Abraham left his family and separated from them without any direction? I hear it all the time. You know, if God would just give me the direction, you know, if God would just do this or do that. Well, to me, if God's called you to do it, you do it and step out in faith and then he'll show you the next step. But Hebrews eleven eight said, Abraham, not knowing where he was going, trusted God. Did you ever catch that before? Abraham, not knowing where he was going, God just said, separate from the family, trust me, and go. How many of us are there today? You see, Abraham was 75 years old. And, and he's hearing all these promises of your people's going to be as many as the sands and the stars of the sky and blah, blah, blah. And he's 75 years old, but is a hundred before he received it. Can you trust God for 25 years? Think about that. Could you step out in faith and just do it because his word said it and not see anything or any signs or wonders over it for 25 years? When actually I think Abraham did. I think God is constantly encouraging him. But so many times we, we, we think that God just says, okay, trust me here. And he throws us to the woods when we think it's just going to happen that quick. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it takes time. I say to you today, have you waited 25 years on promises that God's called you to do? Oakton, God is calling us to trust him for his promises. The Bible says, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us, 2 Corinthians 1.20. So do not be discouraged when you cannot see God's plan operating uh, in your life or effectively in your life the way you want to see it, but keep the faith and keep doing what God's calling you to do. If you don't know the truth, I was dealing with something and, and I'd been praying about it and war about it. And guess what? God took it away and I didn't even recognize it for probably three weeks. I just looked back and I thought, man, that's not happening no more. It was a health deal I was dealing with. And all of a sudden, wow, I'm not, what's different? It just happened. And that shows you me that how appreciative I am sometimes that God answered my prayer and I didn't even know it. Or it took me three weeks to recognize it. And guys, uh, again, don't think I'm up here saying that, that God takes eternity to do stuff. Because if you don't know the truth, something that's bothering me in the preaching world today is the church thinks we need a formula when God can deliver us right now. In other words, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. And as you do this, and, and those things are good and they work. And I've even read a book that I love, but the only thing that bothers me about that book, it shows you a good formula, but doesn't really say, hey, God can deliver you right now. And so I'm not taken away from that. I'm the one that I want it right now in the Lord. Your yes and amens right now. 
But I'm just saying to be patient as God operates in your life. You know, the one thing that the devil attacks me at a lot, and you could encourage your pastor in, is this north, south, east, and west thing. The go save disciple sin. And I really struggle with that at times because it stretches us as a body. It stretches us in all areas, and I know God's called us to do it, and I get down sometimes because it isn't moving as fast as I want it to, and it isn't doing exactly the way I want it to do, and so I begin to get discouraged. And the Lord put a word on me on July the 19th, uh, right after, that being the Monday after services, what we are doing north, south, east, and west is working. Do not be discouraged. Stay the course. And I went to church that day, and again, I was kind of, it didn't go the way I thought it ought to go. I want more people. I want more salvations, more filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, more deliverances, more healings, more people just giving themselves completely to God. And I went and looked at the attendance and realized that in every service that Oakton had that day, there was a new couple. At the 10 o'clock, at Golden City, Golden City had a biker couple come through that were biking across the country, and God moved on them so much, they asked to stay in Golden City overnight because they didn't have any room, and it was kind of raining, and we let them stay in Golden City, and they read a letter that I ought to let all of you, if you want to read it, let me know, that how God moved on them, not only through the service, but through the hospitality of Oakton Church. That was the morning after that the Lord gave me that word that morning. He showed me that. And then I looked at Central. We had many new couples here that had never been to church. Called Pastor Embar. He had a new couple that had never been to church. I talked to every service and every service that we had, I think four services or five, whatever it is, had a new couple in that service today. You guys realize we ministered to a dozen new people that day. That's nothing to flack at, man. Is flack even a word? It is now. I don't know what it means, but it's good. But I could go on of examples. The Spanish ministry, the Lord put it on our heart seven years before it happened. Drury College, the Lord put it on our heart. And guess what? We're starting classes this month. You know, it happened years later. But we just stay in there and trust God that, oh, God, you told me and I'll just be faithful. I know a mother that prayed for her son for 20 years until he received Christ. Wow, 20 years. Wow. Board meeting tomorrow night. Come out and join us. Anybody's welcome. You don't have to be a member. But, but we're looking at the way God blessed us and, 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 and touched us through the building drive and how the, that we thought this and God did this. And even down to the, the little bitty things. And I'm going to share one of them tomorrow night, so you're going to have to come to hear it. I'm not going to tell you now. But you need to remember the four Ps today. And I thought the Lord gave me this. It's probably out there. But, but hold on to the promise. Pray. Be patient. And praise God for the promise. We need to remember these things. We need to get the promise. Pray. Be patient. And praise God for the promise. So whatever you need to plug in there today that we need to level up in an area of our life. What do we need to plug in there today? What There's a promise God has told you to stand on. Plug it in, pray about it, be patient, and praise God for the promise.
You get that? Three, level three, a call to surrender. This one here I love, but Genesis 22, one and two. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on the one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Wow, this here is the ultimate surrender. But you guys catch something there? You know, I tried to find a translation that didn't, that didn't do it that way. But basically, what I just read to you is God said, Abraham. And Abraham said, yes, Lord. You guys hear God's voice that good today? Abraham. Yes, Lord. Nick. Yes, Lord. Hey, Karen. Yes, Lord. Tell your husband he's awesome. No, I just threw that in. But God is speaking today. And again, that class was talking about how the, the veil has been torn. And, and God's whispering 24-7. Did you get that? God's whispering to us 24-7 like he did in the Garden of Eden. Everybody said, oh, I just wish I could walk with the Lord in the Garden. I don't want you to because they were naked. Huh? They were bare before the Lord. Well, maybe if we get bare before the Lord, then we'll hear his voice more. And so that's what it is, leveling up, getting bare before the Lord to hear his voice. But God is speaking to you right now. And, and he, you know, a lot of us say, oh, he can't speak to me. Yeah, he can. And there's an illustration I'm not going to share today. I'm going to share tonight. But, but our situation may be cloudy. But as we pour the word of God into our situation, it'll uncloud it. As we pray, as we uh, uh, do the things that we're talking today about, as we do those things, what looks cloudy will become clear. And so, guys, we need to hear Lord's voice. We need to pray, read his word, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, we got salvation first, baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, cut off the ties of the world, be delivered, walk in healing, and also be obedient to the teachings of God's word and walk in righteousness. But as we work on these things, we'll notice the water becomes clear. You know, when I get stubble, stumbling around during the week, and be honest with you, I come up here Saturday because things were clear as mud. And I come up here and just spent the morning up here trying to clear it up a little bit. And the only way I can clear up life is in prayer, word, and seeking the Lord. And not that my wife can't bring it, she can. Not that my friends can't bring it, they can. But sometimes the Lord needs to clear it up for us. And so we need to think about that today as well. But we see Abraham knew God's voice. So he was able to surrender. And the reason I build into this today is because a lot of times we say, I can't believe God said to kill his son. It didn't shake Abraham because it was clear to him that God said he's going to be the one responsible for all the things he's called me to do. If God does kill him through my hand, he will raise him from the dead. Because he knew the Lord's voice. It was clear to him. What God called him was clear. It wasn't, but it was clear. And so, you know, he said, hey, do this. Abraham said, okay. Because he knew the Lord. 
So a lot of times the Lord is asking us to do things that, that we think is, is suicidal or killing. When, when, hey, we just need to trust him and learn his voice and he'll clear it up and he'll be there with us. He's in control. He loves us so much. God's calling us to surrender. God is calling you. Do you know his voice? Have you surrendered to it? The Holy Spirit is asking Oakton to prioritize your most valuable possessions. And Jesus' own words said, you know, God said it to Isaac, but Jesus says the same thing to us. Whoever loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. All Jesus and God wanted to see is that they were more valuable than anything else. Abraham, is, am I more valuable than Isaac? Kent, am I more valuable than anything else? Because until you totally surrender, you're going to struggle. And so we see these levels of leveling up here today, but, but God, I believe God's pushing this to the point is that, that, that we are called, all of us, into the ministry. And, and I thought about that, and I, I, don't, I, I had it in my notes, I thought, but I, I'm not seeing it now. But, but the Lord showed me how in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000, that, that how that he called people out of this body. I think of Harold and Janie Overstreet, I, I think of the, the, the Shea Garfields, the, the Cobles, the McNeelys, the Englands, and really my whole family, Mark Bryan and, and Parker. But, but there's many, many more that, that how the, the, the Lord's asked us to level up as an Oakton body. I think Todd was telling me the other day that he remembered that like 60 people responded to an altar call years ago that God was calling us to level up, in my words, into the ministry that God had called us to. But the Lord, the Lord's pressing me on this. I'm not, I believe some of you are called into full-time ministry. And that's what the Lord's trying to tell us today. And we need to surrender to that. But, but I think it's more directed at here in the body. Because what the Lord went on to show me as I was praying about this this week, that, that he called and raised up people in the ministry at the same time to stay in Oakton. He called Pastor Larry Garfield to stay and come back to Oakton. And then he reminded me of Gary and Paula Dumb. Look at the missions that Gary and Paula Dumb have done in the ministry at Oakton. Man, that's a full-time job. That's a calling. And God kept them at Oakton and raised them up into that area. And, and, and it's, a, it's a full-time thing. And I'm not lifting them up today. I'm saying there's others like them here today that God has called you up in the ministry here in the body of Oakton. And we need to step into that. I think of Joel and Tammy Manival. Man, praise and worship, guys. I don't care who's leading it today. Jennifer led it. It's a full-time job. It's a full-time calling. Man, if you even look, as I look at Jennifer today, what she does in the body of Oakton is a full-time job. If you look at what she, all she does. And that's what God is raising uh, and calling us up to. You know, I think of Embar and Olga Polanco. 
God called him into Oakton. I think of Giselle Compton. God called her into Oakton. I think of Joe and Heather. God called them into Oakton. I think of Jim and Suzanne Worth that, that God called them back into Oakton. And Jim is with us at Golden City now facilitating the service over there. You see what I'm talking about today? This is big. And I hope that we're getting a hold of it because we need to level up in our calling. And we read in the scripture today in our giftings. If God has called you to do something, then walk in that. Whatever it may be, operate in that. Because that's what we see the Lord is wanting us to do. But he said, let us use our giftings. And and you all know the truth, guys, I think sadly, which it's okay because it's all right to do that, but sadly, most of us operate in our gifting and callings more in our secular life than we do our spiritual life. We use the callings that God's put upon us and the powerful giftings to build our kingdoms instead of his kingdom when it should be the other way around. We build his kingdom and the fruits of it, he blesses our kingdom. And so anyway, for what it's worth. But when our minds are renewed and the body is operating as one unit and everybody's in their gifting and callings, slide 15, man, you guys see the children's church set up? Man, I know Giselle did a lot of work on that, but do you guys realize how many giftings and callings it takes for people to accomplish this every Sunday? You know, I think I looked one time that, that just in Giselle's area at, at this particular time, it took 33 adults to see that happen every week. People had to step into their gifting, level up into their giftings and calling to see that this happened. I think of VBS with uh, Brooke and, and um, um, Carrie and the whole group that helped them, man. 133 kids. 10 salvation. Yeah, this is in, in COVID season, we had one of the biggest Bible schools we've had. Yeah, give the Lord praise. But the ice cream supper, we served 171 people. I've never counted before, and I decided to count this night. But, but it, we, I just started counting. And again, this could be up or down a little bit, but 171 people and raised over $1,500. Yeah, give the Lord praise. See what happens when we operate in our giftings and callings? And these are just some things that's happened the last couple of weeks. But, but what happens when we level up into our giftings and our callings? When we all get into our spots, it, it gets where it's not Joe's youth group, it's Oakton's youth group. And you're doing that. I'm, I'm just saying that. You're doing good. But it's not Kent's church. It's your church. That's why the Spanish should blow my mind. These kids come up, man, pastor, you own a lot of churches. They think I'm rich. Uh, they, they all think this is me. And I'm like, no, man, people in the church of Oakton held me as a baby. They're the ones that built this. You guys have built this because you operated in your giftings and callings. But all the Lord is saying now is guys, he, he's knocking again. Knock, 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 knock. It's time. It's time for us to examine ourselves and level up in where God has called us to do. And I'm just going to end that way. I got a lot more I could say, but I'm just going to do that. And you can come out tonight and and I'll talk more maybe on some of these other things. But, But the praise team wants to come forward today.
I'm going to close with slide 20 here. Um, and these are things that Joe may have shared these. I, I didn't go to the second service he preached. I was in Carthage. But, but, but it really blessed me with these kids. You know, when we, when we get alone with God, and again, we do that at, at Stockton Lake. But, but again, when we get alone with God, there it is, um, he speaks to us. When we pray, when we read the word, when we're journaling and we're listening and when we're obedient, he speaks to us. And I never, Joe never realized, I mean, she probably said it that day, but I was looking at that picture. I was like, what's that scripture? And I start digging in there and it's Proverbs twenty-seven nineteen. but as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. And I thought, boy, that's a perfect way to end today because where's our heart today? Is our heart after pleasing God and seeing what's a good, pleasing, acceptable to him? Or is our heart out here to please ourselves or others? And we need to be about pleasing God. And then Benaiah's even on his little deal there. He's talking about the first point. The first point is the salvation and the, and the, the surrender and to, and to cutting away the world. And on one side there, it's probably hard for you guys to see, but, but he's got the people and the world and then he's got the, the, the big cavern and all that stuff and the pit. And then he's got the kingdom of God and how the cross bridges that together. And Benaiah shared scriptures there. But, but how we need to cut away the worldly ties and stay over on God's side. And so these kids, they get it. And I know you guys get it today. But, but the Lord put this on my heart that this is big today. And I hope you guys are taking it serious. But he's wanting us to level up in our relationship with him, whatever that means. I don't care how spiritual you are or, or, or if you're not even saved today, get saved today and start your journey. But guys, actually, the things that I've been sharing today, the, the salvations, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the uh, uh, deliverances, the healings, uh, the living in righteousness and obeying the truths and, and discipleship of the word, we should be praying for these things to, to manifest in our church. We should be praying for these things to manifest in our lives. That, God, I want these things to crop up and grow in me and move in me because I want all of you. And so, again, I shared a game that, that I know a lot of us spend a lot of hours. You can ask my wife. She don't like me playing Clash. She says you could do other things that are more productive, like rub my back. You can do more things productive like read your word. And so we spend a lot of times doing things that, that really don't amount to anything that is actually leveling up. I don't care what game you are, you're leveling up in whatever game you play. If you're in athletics, you're leveling up. Uh, man, you parents, you go out of your way to see your kids are leveling up in athletics to the point you'll give up everything to see that they're leveling up. I want you to give God the same thing today. How has he called us to level up in our relationship with him? How has he called us to level up in our relationship as fathers and mothers to our families? But how do we need to level up? Because, guys, I'm pumped about what God's doing here at Oakton. And God's wanting to do even greater things. But we need you. We need you guys. And as we started the service out, Jesus is whispering all across this place today. He's walking amongst us, and he wants to touch your situation Let's, let's call out things. Maybe we need to get some deliverance out of the way so that we can get where he's called us to be. Or maybe we need to get this taken care of or that. But whatever it may be, let's focus in on Jesus right now as we go to this altar call today. And if you'd stand to your feet.
I'm going to read this last thing because I believe that the Lord is behind it. But as I was finishing up, Gary put this word out Saturday. It says, my son, could it be that you were born for such a time as this? What about this? My people, could it be that you're born for such a time as this? That you're born to operate in your giftings and your callings here at Oakton today? This is a question you should ponder. For there is much turmoil in the world today. There is much going on that is counter to my truths and principle. Such a time as this requires persons who will stand their ground, that will stand strong in their conviction and allegiance to me. Level up. Now I'm going to jump down. The adversary is working his devious plan in the world even today to derail my plan. It will not happen, for I will not permit it to happen. However, I need a multitude of persons who will take up my calling to come against the things of this world and proclaim the truth. I didn't tell Gary I was preaching this today. The Holy Spirit did. He said it again, it will not happen, for I will not permit it to happen. However, I need a multitude of people who will take up my calling, level up to come against the things of this world and proclaim the truth. Persons who will take a stand for me in my ways. Persons who will be my mouthpieces to veal and, and perverse, to a veal, vile and perverse world. My question to you is, is, will you pick up the mantle of my calling? Will you level up today? Will you be the one of those who will answer the call and answer yes to the question, were you born for such a time as this? Guys, I don't believe in coincidences. And this is exactly what the Lord put on my heart. And he spoke it to Gary and he put it out exactly after I buttoned up the sermon today. So, Father, you heard the, we've heard the word today. And, Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit continues to touch us, Lord. And Father, as you're going across the room today, I ask that that you continue to speak to us, Lord. And and Lord, we ask that we open our ears to hear you. And Father, I ask that we get everything out of the way, Lord, and just focus in on Jesus. I want everybody across the room to say Jesus and just begin to focus on him today. And Jesus, as you speak to us, Lord, we we will level up to what you called us to do. And guys, if you feel called into the ministry, I want you to come to these altars. If you feel called to the ministry at Oakman specifically, I want you to come to these altars. Now, I'm going to leave you alone, but, but let's get more of God. If you're a visitor here today and need to accept Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, then come forward and let me pray with you. If you're a visitor here today and looking for a church home, we'd love to have you. Come join us because we want to win people to Christ. Praise team, please come, guys. Level up, step into it, be bold. I have walked through among you this morning. Though you're surrounded by evil and temptation, I have overcome. You can overcome. My word guides. My word leads. My word is truth. Do not be deceived. Do not be fearful. I watch your coming in and your going out. 
My ways are higher than your ways. But you are mine. Never be amazed or overwhelmed. My goodness abounds in this evil world. And always remember, I have overcome this world.